1: As a matter of fact, you know, when you beat the Islanders, Devils, and Flyers, back-to-back-to-back games, you know, that's a great week, <laughs> and then you lose to the, the the lowly Columbus Blue Jackets, who are the worst team in the Eastern Conference, it just goes to show you that, uh, you know, attention to detail, and really coming out smoking, uh, and playing hard, and playing with passion is a real thing, because you can get beat by the worst teams in the league, especially after you've played, what, five games in eight days, so... Uh, the Rangers get a little bit of a break, and then they come back and play uh, on on uh, Wednesday night. But this team, as I've been telling you, this team cur- currently as constructed is not a Stanley Cup team. It's not. It, it, they have to add a couple of pieces, and they got And they got to do it quickly. I think. I mean, they're at the top of the conference They're at the top of the league. As a matter of fact, Vancouver, I think it's got one point better than them and Boston who are tied for the top of the, the Metro. But I mean, uh, the Eastern Conference. But I, I just think that there are certain things that I, look after a 10 game winning streak, there's not a lot to complain about especially when Shostakin is playing great. But there are players that are not playing very well, and there are players that are probably in roles that, if the playoffs started today, would not be in those same roles if Chris Drury is able to pull off a couple of trades. So um, the trade deadline is March 8th. Um, watching them intently, uh, there are certain players that I do worry about, like number 79, Con- Keandre Miller. I don't know what's going on with him. He's an uber-talented, big, strong hockey player. Sometimes I don't know what he's doing. Sometimes he's out of position. Sometimes he makes the wrong decisions, and he puts his team on uh, in in a tough spot. And you know, we all watch games differently. I understand that. It's the beauty of hockey. Everybody sees things what they want to see and how they see them. But uh, there are a couple guys that probably will not be playing, you know, come the playoffs, just simply because. You know, and I love the big guys. Don't don't get me wrong. I love the Rempe. I love all of that, and that's all great right now. But when you come down to it, and you play in the uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, you have to have people that stop people like Marchan and Pasternak. You know, Barkov from Florida. Uh, you know, uh, the Hurricanes are loaded. I mean, the, the Metro is a, is a pain in the ass as it is. The Eastern Conference is going to be a pain in the ass. Who's stopping Austin Matthews? All of that kind of stuff. Just to speak hockey for one second. But I, and then out west, you know, you got Nathan McKinnon, you got Connor McDavid, you got, uh, you know, Leon Drysidel, you got Vancouver's, the best team in the league right now, with JT Miller, a former New York Ranger, leading the way. I mean, there are a lot of really good teams, and the Rangers have got to uh, need to fortify themselves in a couple areas, I think. Number one, right wing, and I believe a third line checking center. That is going to be able to stop opposing best players and who those players are and who who Chris Drury is looking at. You know, it's all over the internet. You just don't. You just don't know. So I have been locked in. I love it. I love what they're doing and uh, I expect them to come back Wednesday night and hammer the Columbus Blue Jackets. I think we should talk more. <laughs> I think we will, especially when the team is winning, especially when it's hey, coming uh, off the, of its end-game winning right. streak. I come across this article about Julius Randle and the Knicks Yeah, about how he mentions potential surgery.
0: That's right, he Now,
1: did. is it potential surgery, postseason surgery, and try to come back and play and then have surgery? Or is it in-season surgery? No, you know, he said... That it's over with.
0: Well, no, he didn't have press conference. It was clear last week that he said that there is still a chance for season-ending surgery. Okay, so here's... But he's he's trying everything not to do that, and that would be
1: worst-case scenario, obviously. He's he's trying to rehab it, and they got to take it slow. And that would bring me to my next point. Even if he does come back, you know, he's been known as a physical basketball player. Sure. So he's a guy that likes to get in the paint. He's a guy that likes to go in there, get the, the rebounds, likes to push guys around, likes to lower his shoulder, that kind of thing. If he does come back this year and <laughs> without the surgery of course what kind of player will he be when he comes back is he going to be a player that's just going to be sitting out a three-point line and not being the Julius Randle that he has grown into over the last three years um, and obviously as you saw against the the, uh, the, the Celtics uh, the other night I mean, when the Celtics are on, the Knicks, without Julius Randle, cannot play against them. That, that is
0: very true. And, of course, we know that OG Ananobi is still out. And that was just an undermanned effort. And you kind of felt like that was going to happen, and it did. It's a great question, what Julius Randle are you going to get? We always talk about Giancarlo Stanton. It's not just the time that he misses on the IL. is another month it takes him to start hitting the baseball again. And I would think that if Julius Randle does not get surgery and rehabs and comes back, that he's just going to have to fight through it and be the player that he is. I mean, this is not an immature player any longer. He has grown leaps and bounds the last couple of years. He's not the guy that has to take everything on his shoulders anymore, uh, no pun intended. You know, Jalen Brunson is there for that. He's got to be the guy that he has to be. And if not, it's useless. Then get the season-ending well, surgery. Well, I-, I
1: would say that there is there's more than enough now to support maybe 20 minutes of Julius Randle, not 32 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, you don't have to ask him to do everything, especially with the additions now of Burks and Bogdanovich, but I, I, does he have to play with a shoulder harness on? That's the other thing. Yeah. Which, which may, may be the case. I mean, like basketball, play, like that injury, you know, that, that's a serious injury. I mean, there's ligament stretching. You know, there's you know, obviously all the swelling that goes on when you actually have to pop that thing back into the socket. And it is normally, normally, it's a 12-week injury minimum without surgery if you're going to try to come back and maybe be 90%. And then if you're 90%, are you going to be willing to go in there again and be the player that you have become?
0: Yeah, I mean, these are all things that I wish I could say confidently that he's going to come back, be healthy, and be the guy that we saw prior to the injury. But these are all legitimate questions, especially when he is saying. Now, Tom Thibodeau said, no, like he's going to come back. He's going to check in on him, and he's doing great, and we're expecting him back. And then when Julius Randle had an opportunity in front of a microphone, he basically said, yeah, you know, Tibbs is all over me. He's texting me five times a day. But, yeah, season-ending surgery is still on the table. So that was a scary, scary thing to hear. Uh, but I, my guess would be, that if he comes back and plays with how special this year has been, that he's going to throw everything into it, and he's going to try his damnedest to be the guy. He, he's not going to take a a step back. That that's for sure. He's not he's not going to be pussyfooting around because of this injury. He's yeah, going to fight through it. I'm he's going to fight through he, it.
1: He's human being like everybody else. There's only one superhuman that I've ever seen come back and play with a serious injury and play effectively where they still were able to win. Yeah. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes last year with that high ankle sprain. That's right. Uh, and you saw what he was able to do in the playoffs with that high ankle sprain was nothing short of remarkable. And he was just as great last year as he was this year. And this year he wasn't hurt. I just I always wonder about like even running backs they twist it, they tweak an ankle, they tweak a knee. It takes them like eight weeks to come back from that because because the, the team knows that putting a guy out there that's eighty five percent in a position like that doesn't help the team. It only hurts the team. And the propensity for injury to happen again is higher because that guy is just not confident about cutting on that ankle or cutting on that knee. That's why running backs end up tending to end up sitting out a few extra weeks just so they make sure that they're 100%. I mean, this is a different situation. This is a shoulder. This is obviously it's not a shooting shoulder. But still, I I just don't know how he's going to be – effective the way that he was prior to the injury if he does come back this year. And, you know, listen, playoffs is what? It's physical in the NBA.
0: Uh, yeah, and that's the type of game that the Knicks play. And he, I, I trust in the fact that he has gotten to a point in his career now where especially with the last few postseasons where he wasn't himself and he was injured last year and he was obviously sulking and during that Hawks series a few years ago before Jalen Brunson got here that he's going to come back and be the player that we saw early on in the season. I I have to trust in that. And I know this is a big injury. I think he's going to do his damnedest. I don't think he's going to be sulking. I don't think he's going to be taking it easy. I think he's going to say, hell, I mean, this this is what this is about, for God's sakes. We have an opportunity here to get to an NBA Finals.
1: If you told me that Ananobi, who's coming back from uh, elbow surgery, um, Julius Randle, and possibly Mitchell Robinson are all back for the playoffs... Yeah. Now you have two waves of guys that you can send in there. And maybe that takes some of the heat off of Julius Randle from a physical standpoint where he doesn't have to play that many minutes. But then again, he may get frustrated by not playing that many minutes. I mean, there's a mental game here as much as there is a physical game.